Welcome to the Tash Show Podcast. Kids are having trouble holding pencils because they're always on their digital devices, according to uh, childhood development experts. And we're debating here, is it even that important for kids to learn how to use a pen? I mean, is math even that important? <laughs> I mean, calculators. What is no, seriously. Is school important? We have Wikipedia now. With computers, though, do you not agree that there are some things that are going to become obsolete? Absolutely. But I also am reading all these stories about how bad it is for mental health for children to be addicted to their cell phones. Like, try to take a cell phone away from a teenager and they, they freak go out. bonkers. So True. maybe we should divide that you know, reliance early. Is it important to learn how to write with pens and pencils? Still in the year 2018. Matt, go ahead. You're on the Taz Show. Hey, guys. Uh, I just thought of two things right off the top of my head. I mean, you did bring up math and how you think that might not necessarily be important. But as far as doing any, like, you know, basic addition and multiplication, a cell phone's great. But when you get into more complex uh, mathematical problems, especially problems that require multiple steps, yeah, um, having a pen and, pa- and paper is just, it's critical or a pencil even um there's that and there's also i was thinking in like manufacturing sectors when you have to take down any sort of data uh in the workplace and you're in a dirty environment um a touch screen doesn't really work that well right and you also you, you probably don't want to bring a 600 or thousand dollar piece of equipment into some oily environment when a pen and paper could do just as good of a job hey matt i'll throw this one at you you're All stranded right, on a desert island You've got a pen, a piece of paper, and a bottle. What are you going to uh-huh. do with it if you don't know how to use the pen? <laughs> Eat the paper. You're screwed. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you guys are bringing me around. <laughs> Did you not understand that analogy? Yeah. Like, oh, how are you going to get you. rescued? You. Yeah, you I'm can't write. It took me a second. I got you. You can't I'm write help the on the note and throw it in, in the bottle into the water. Yeah, okay. Your cell phone won't fit in a bottle. Can't do that. You guys are bringing me around here, I think, on this argument. Joe, what do you think? Is it important to teach kids how to use pens and pencils? Well, I. For one thing, is I was four years old when I learned how to write, and that's how I had to sign my own passport in order to have a passport. Prior to that, I had to travel on my mother's passport. But so in the future, gonna, they may have the technology. It's like a retinal scan or a yeah, fingerprint yeah, ID. That, yeah, that's true. I, I understand that, too. That's how I log into my bank that's account right. on my and phone. I use my thumb. They use it, yeah, everybody, and they have retina unlock and all that. That's if you got thousands of dollars. But it also leads to dexterity and manipulation and art, like um, creativity. The Tash Show Podcast. Hey, if you're getting ready for the weekend and you go out, you buy some booze, you buy some beer, and you think, why does this cost more than it did a couple weeks ago? You're not imagining things. You are paying more uh, for beer and wine and liquor as of April 1st. Uh, alcohol taxes in Canada have risen 1.5%. Yeah. Higher prices for uh, for beer and alcohol. Federal and provincial taxes now make up 47% of the cost of a bottle of beer, between 65 to 70% of the final price of wine, and about 80% on a bottle of spirits, according to the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. Ridiculous. That's a lot of tax, man. We got some text messages on the subject here. I live in Strath, Vegas, but I work in Sarnia. I love going across the border and getting $25 cases of beer and $0.60 cents a liter gas every week. Yeah, you got a good little system there, dude. 
How much they tax is unbelievable. It makes you wonder how these craft brewers starting up establish themselves with what seems to be very low profit mar- margins. That's from Mark. Yeah, I guess you, you think you're paying $3 for a can of beer. And how much after the cost of creating the product is the brewery actually getting? Yeah, it just seems like in the last 10 years, the prices have skyrocketed. Remember when there was like the buck of beer war going up? Yeah. With beer? That was 10 years ago. And now it's not even possible. For, to do the buck of beer thing. Can't even because say of plus all the returns. taxes. Right. It's, it, it, you can't do it anymore. They should have a pie chart. This is from Ron. They should have a pie chart on uh, cases of beer showing where your money is going, just like they do at the gas pumps. So this percent hmm. is what you're actually paying for the beer, and the rest is taxes. That's what Ron would like to see. Taxes going up on alcohol this month right across Canada. I don't think it's long before we get to this point. The Canadian government has done it again. For your convenience, the LCBO and the beer store have combined to become the tax store. Your one-stop shop for spending more than you should. Why not pick up 24 cans of Bud Light for only $3.95 with a $40 tax purchase? Or better yet, get a free bottle of Smirnoff Vodka with a tax donation of $26.70. And don't forget to file your tax returns. And by that, we mean you'll get a tax refund when you return your empties. Walk into the tax store and see our beautiful new logo made in Times New Roman. The tax store. How else are we going to pay for that logo? Oh, that reminds me, i got to file my tax returns this weekend. <laughs> Getting full. Got a bunch of them piling up in the garage. The Tash Show Podcast. And the days of answering your door to find someone selling duct cleaning services or a new furnace will be over for Ontarians as of tomorrow. New law comes into effect. Doesn't allow uh, companies to go door-to-door in our province. And uh, the big complaints were heating, air, water services. More than 7,000 complaints incidents and inquiries about those businesses uh, selling on your front porch. And because of it, not going to be allowed anymore. Now, telecommunications companies and charities are not included in this. They're still going to be able to ring your doorbells. I know, Jim, you're shaking your head. Telecommunications companies... Like, give me a break. You don't need somebody Why selling do they the get internet door to door. It's because they're monopolies. Um, but uh, it, it's a step in the right direction as far as we're concerned. But we're, maybe we're wrong. Does door to door advertising or door to door solicitation work for you? Do you like when people ring your doorbell? Have you ever bought anything from somebody on your uh, front porch? The only people I'll buy stuff from is the Amish when they come knocking at my door. <laughs> what are they Little maple syrup. Where do you live that the Amish are knocking on your door? Springfield. Okay. They got the best stuff, huh? They got the sweetest stuff, that's for sure. They'll <laughs> knock right on your window and drop it right off for you. Oh, they're knocking on your window? Well, if you're looking out the window at the kids in the wagon, yeah, they'll come knock on her. <laughs> that sounds awesome. It's like the Dickie D guy. It's like the ice cream man. Yeah. Except the maple syrup uh, buggy. The oh, there's a whole herd of the little, little guys out there and their little hats. All right, thank you. Hi, FM 96. Hi, FM 96. Hey, good morning. How are you? Good, man. Who's this? Jeff. Jeff, do you buy things when people come knocking on your door? There's one thing I'll always buy every single time, and I'm surprised you guys don't know what it is. Girl Guide cookies. Chocolate mint Girl Guide cookies. I can be on a diet. doesn't matter. I'll buy a box and eat it. Do they go door-to-door? I've never had a girl guide knock on our door. 
I don't know, but if I pass one on the street and I know that they're going door to door, I'll stop and buy one. And give them your address. (laughs) Well, something. Yeah, that's creepy. Don't give Girl Guides your address. (laughs) Have a good day. (laughs) Hi, FM 96. Hey, what's up, Dad? Yeah, not much. Do you buy things from people who are soliciting door to door? I got a pretty good story. Um, we were still partying the night before, from the night before. Uh, it was about 11 o'clock. We just went to the beer store and grabbed more beer to carry on. And uh, these guys came to the door. They were selling uh, golf packages for Caradoc Sands or something like that when they first opened up in Strathroy. And um, we were pretty polluted at this point. And there's this really young guy with an older sales guy, and he was training him on how to sell these things door to door. So we made them both come in, gave him a beer, and then uh, we proceeded to uh, tell them that we'd buy two packages off them if they took a bong rip out of my five foot bong. (laughs) (laughs) And did they do it? Were you golfing? They both ripped that bad boy and <laughs> packages off him. And uh, the, the younger one, he looked like he was pretty ripped. By the end of this, sat down, finished his beer after the bong rip, and uh, <laughs> right when he was leaving the door, he's like, this is my best day of work ever. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you close a deal. This is the Tash Show Podcast. And the Toronto Blue Jays. It's tearing up my heart when I'm with Reports saying that they are blaring this song to get pumped up before games. Little NSYNC tearing up my heart. I guess whatever works, right? Sure. The embarrassment of loving this song is worth winning baseball games. (laughs) So we're asking you guys, like, what are your embarrassing pump-up jams? We've all got one, at least. Hi, FM 96. Who's this? Uh, my name is Steve. What's your embarrassing pump-up song? Uh, my embarrassing pump-up song is uh, Call Me Maybe by Carly Rae Jepsen. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and, and how did that come to be? Uh, I'm not sure. I think uh, we would just hear it at the bar, and they would just play it constantly, and it ended up just growing on us. It, it usually starts out off as a joke, though, right? Like, you right. and your buddies are joking, and you're laughing, call me, maybe. And exactly. then before you know it, you're cruising down the road, and you got it cranked. You're by yourself. The windows are down. <laughs> yeah. Or when you're with your buddies, you're like, what a, what a stupid song on the radio, right? Yeah. Yeah, but nobody leans over to turn it, and then you're both bobbing <laughs> your head. <laughs> call me maybe hi fm 96 hey how are you doing bud good bud what's your uh, pump up song that you're a little embarrassed by well you know what every morning because i hate getting up for work i uh put on my apple music and i listen to rasputin by bonnie m you know that song <laughs> yeah ra, ra, rasputin yeah, lover of a russian queen that's the stuff man there used to be um our, our sister station, Fresh Radio, used to do a uh, a night from downtown Kathy Brown's, like a retro night. And there was a guy in there every retro night. The dance floor would clear. They'd put on Rasputin, and he would do like a choreographed dance. Like It was his jam. He was the Rasputin guy. Did you ever see that guy? No, jam? but he'd sit in the wings until that song came on. Oh, he on. wouldn't dance to anything, and then that would come on. He'd come out, and he'd do like the Russian leg kicks, you know, like the arms crossed. <laughs> and you get down low, yeah. It was good, yeah. You you two should hang out. Yeah, geez, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Hi, FM 96. What's your uh, embarrassing pump-up song? Uh, so what we do every Friday is uh, I play a, I call it Pump Up Friday, and I play Barbie Girl and the Spice Girls and 
Katy Perry and all that kind of embarrassing music for the whole shop. <laughs> Should we start playing Barbie Girl at a specific time for you every Friday? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Hiya, Bobby. Hey, kid. <laughs> you ready for Friday? Sure, kid. <laughs> I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. You know you're on the radio right now, huh? <laughs> into it. Hi, FM 96. Hey, talking about embarrassing songs? Yeah, embarrassing pump-up jam. Well, when I'm all by myself and I don't have anybody else around, I like uh, that song, Move It. I like to move it, move it. You like to move it, move it. Yes, that song. <laughs> then I have to follow it up with like some bodies hit the floor or something like that. Just to like wash the taste out of your mouth, clear the palate. Exactly. It's like I, I, I made my ears bleed from listening to that song, but it gets me energized, and it's like I gotta follow it. I'm just picturing so you like closing the curtains, looking over your shoulder, make sure no one's around. Cranking well, it up to 11 and press and play. Exactly. <laughs> don't tell my girlfriend. She's probably listening right now at work, but yeah, don't tell her. <laughs> the Tash Show Podcast. Rock and Con is an event coming to London Music Hall June 8th, 9th, and 10th. You can uh, hang out. There's going to be vendors with records, concert t-shirts, uh, posters, rock and roll posters, and, and just a really cool vibe where you get to hang out, talk about music, and meet some big celebrities like Dee Snyder from Twisted Sister. Peter Chris is going to be one of the guests. And we've got another guest to announce right now. Coming to Rock and Con this June, she is the cherry from Cherry Bomb, baby. I'm the Cherie Curry from the girl group The Runaways is coming to London, Ontario. Good morning, Cherie. Hey, Taz. How are you? Very good. Very excited that you are coming not only to Canada, but to our town, London, Ontario. It's going to be uh, great to not only see you, but hear you, because I understand you're bringing your guitar with you. Well, I'm not bringing my guitar, but I do get to do some songs, and that I'm very excited about. I love London, Ontario. I mean, I love Canada. Have you been to London, so Ontario I, I, before? Of course. I love Canada. I wish I could move there. I'm actually in the process of selling my home and moving to the mountains so that I can carve freely and kind of, uh, you know, get off the grid type of thing. Cherie, I want to introduce you to, uh, to Chelsea. She's from our promotions department. And I told her I was going to be talking to you. And she's like, oh, my God, The Runaways is my favorite movie. You got to let me talk to Cherie. So this is Chelsea. Hi. Hey, Chelsea, how are you? I'm good. I'm so honored to talk with you today. Thank you so very much. Chelsea has some Runaways questions for you. Go ahead, Chelsea. What do you want to ask Cherie? I must admit that in my early 20s, me and my girlfriends used to dress like you in Joan Jet every time we went to our favorite retro bar called The Office every Sunday. Your costumes were iconic. Now, th did you guys make your own costumes or did you have someone make those for you? Actually, it was a gal named Siri, and I don't believe that she makes costumes anymore, a young, very talented girl, but we got to be able to design our costumes with her. Oh, of course, cool. it was the, the LeMay, and it was, you know, of course, of course, it was my idea, which I bought right off a of mannequin. Oh, cool. But, uh, no, 
Siri was terrific. Do you still have a lot of those costumes, or have you gotten rid of most of the runaway stuff? No, I've got a few. I've got a few. I mean, LeMay does not age well, I'll <laughs> tell you that much. <laughs> How old were you when, when the runaways got signed to a record deal, Cherie? I was 15. Oh, my God. How, how could you expect someone to be thrown into that situation and be able to handle it? I mean, that must have been pretty tough for you ladies. Well, you know, it wasn't until I had my own child, my son, Jake Hayes, who, by the way, is just so talented. He's got more talent in the tip of his little finger than myself and my ex-husband, Robert Hayes, has in our entire bodies. And Jake wanted to go on tour with his cousin, Trevor Lukather, son of Steve Lukather and my twin sister, Marie. And I, I turned to this kid and I said, how would you like your no, fast or slow? <laughs> it's <laughs> not, not happening. Happen. But, Mom, no, you I mean, did it. <laughs> I did it, yes, I did. But, of course, I mean, I do have to thank our parents because it, it took an incredible amount of courage. Cherie Curry from The Runaways is coming to Rockin' Con here in London, Ontario. And this is, I love this, and I knew this because I, I saw you on a television show not long ago. You have uh, gotten into another passion besides rock music, and that is chainsaw carving, right? Yeah, I've been doing that now for 15 years. Well, Cherie, you'll be excited to know in East London, there's an entire area with uh, tree trunk uh, chainsaw carvings. There's a tour, like some really cool stuff here. Well, that is so neat. I mean, I wish that uh, they'd give me an hour. I'd, I'd love to add to that. Uh, you know, just give me a piece of wood and, a, and a, a small chainsaw with a carving bar, and I'd love to add to that uh, magnificent uh, showcasing of chainsaw carvings because i will tell you that <clears throat> it, it is truly uh if you make a mistake you can't put it back on so right. it really does a lot of well, years it's to be able it's to almost like performing live right you're on stage in front of everybody if you make a mistake you got to make it look like you meant to do it well, with chainsaw carving, you make a mistake, you can die. So oh, I, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a little bit of a difference, but but how neat! I, I I hope I get a chance to come and see some of those carvings. I really like that. Yeah, you got to see the Sasquatch. Uh, FM ninety six listeners, our listeners, we did a, a GoFundMe and we erected a Sasquatch playing a uh, an electric guitar given the devil horns in front of the home hardware on Horton Street. So if you're just going to see one, that's the one to see for sure. Well, I'd love to because I, I've been commissioned to do a, a Sasquatch, so I'd love to see how this carver pulls it off. If you need a chaperone, Jim and I will drive you over there, Cherie. <laughs> Cherie Curry from The Runaways coming to Rock and Con. June 8th, 9th, and 10th at London Music Hall. If you want to buy some tickets, go meet her. Rockincon.com is the website. And we'll post the link on the Taz Show blog at fm96.com, along with some pictures of Cherie's chainsaw carving. The Taz Show Podcast.